CPAC 2020, the event of the year for conservatives. The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C., was there interviewing all the right kind of people. And now, your host, Gail Trotter. Hi, we're at CPAC with Cam. I'm so excited to see you. I think we may have first met at CPAC originally before I started being interviewed on your show. Do you think so? I think you're right. We Yes, and so it's good to see you again, too. You having a good CPAC so far? Oh, it's great. It's great seeing people that I don't get to see during the rest of the year except on Twitter. So how about yourself? Have you reconnected with people? I have. That's actually my favorite part about CPAC. Look, we got great speakers. We got incredible panels, but... It is that chance to reconnect and then to make those new connections, right? To, to, yeah. to see those folks that you've been following online for years and years as, oh my gosh, you're right here in person. Yeah, that's the coolest part. I have that experience with Kurt Schlichter. He and I follow each other on Twitter, but I've never met him in person. And so I spotted him across the room and said, hey. And he's just like he is online. He is. I mean, he is a torrent. He's a fire hydrant. Stand out of the way. He is. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's good to see you and, and, and you know. I got to tell you, I mean, it's so good to see so many Second Amendment supporters and gun owners here uh, because sometimes, you know, CPAC is it, it, it's it's it, it's all encompassing. Yes, many um, issues. But this year, I think that because of what we are seeing going on in Virginia, I think there are a lot of folks who are thinking about a right to keep and bear arms, and that's really great to see. So, are you positive on the direction of Virginia? Do you think it's going to end up well, or what? I mean, give us a little inside information here. I mean, we're in for some dark days uh, until at least 2021. You know, so we had eight gun control bills that were introduced this legislative session. Yes. Seven of them are probably going to get signed uh, in some form or fashion. The one that we were able to beat back is the worst one. Uh, it was Ralph Northam's gun ban, a ban on magazines, over 12 rounds, I think is what they ended up with, uh, legally owned suppressors. We were able to push that back for a year, but we know it's coming back. But in the meantime, things like red flag law, universal background checks, one gun a month, uh, and a number of other bills are probably going to get signed into law. So in the short term, I'm, I'm not real optimistic. In the long term, I am optimistic because we will go to the polls in 2021. We'll elect a new governor. We'll elect uh, new delegates. And I think that gun owners are going to turn out. I think we're going to be able to, to retake the state. Uh, and in the meantime, you know, we're going to have court challenges, I think, to the laws that, that do get signed. So how important is the Supreme Court going to be? How important is this for the presidential election selection of any new Supreme Court justices for vacancies? That is a fantastic question, and you absolutely hit the nail on the head. It is critical. Because if all of a sudden you've got Elizabeth Warren, who's talked about, you know, ending the Senate filibuster, you've got candidates that are talking about packing the Supreme Court, simply, you know, throwing a bunch of anti-gun justices up there. So, you know, Donald Trump has done an amazing job over the last three years of appointing pro-Second Amendment justices, not even pro-Second Amendment, pro-Constitution. Yes, exactly. And that's the difference, right? Yes. It's not that these folks have their thumb on the scale of, you know, the NRA versus every town for gun safety. They have their thumb on the scale of the side of our individual liberties and what the Constitution actually says. So if we want to see more of that, and if we want that that firewall built in to stop anti-gun lawmakers, we absolutely need to ensure that Donald Trump gets reelected in November. So you've seen what Mini Mike Bloomberg has done to Virginia on this issue. How do you think he would fare as a presidential occupant of the Oval Office? Does that terrify you? It, it, yeah, it does, honestly, um, because we have seen, you know, he was able to buy up a majority of uh, lawmakers, you know, a narrow majority, but that's all that they needed in Virginia. Um, and he's interested in doing this at the state level as well. He's trying to flip the state of Texas this November. They need to uh, just win nine House seats 
and the Texas State House becomes Democrat controlled. And if he's able to build up all of these allies at the state level, and he's able to buy his way into the White House, and he's able to buy the Senate and buy the House of Representatives, there is no check then with the exception of the judiciary. That would be it. That would be the only real safeguard that gun owners would have uh, against seeing their right turn into a privilege. And uh, where can, you're following this very, very closely. So where can people find you online to keep abreast of this issue? Sure. So bearingarms.com is the website. And then if you go to YouTube uh, and you subscribe to Town Hall Media, you'll get uh, Bearing Arms Cam and Company every day. It's a daily show that focuses on segment news and information. It's very interview driven. We need to have you on. I'd love to be back. Uh, and, and that's probably the best way to find us. You can find us also at Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and townhall.com's podcast page. Excellent. So great to see you. Enjoy the rest of CPAC. Thank you so much, Gail. It's good to see you, too. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also, follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now. It's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.